Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue podcast. It's your host, Amir, with my co-host, Jordan. The Denver Broncos go ahead and finish off the season on a positive note and grab the dub against the Los Angeles Chargers, 31-28. Jerry Rosberg takes us to the promised land and uh, gets us back in the playoff race. No, I'm just kidding. But, man, what a, what a, what a game. Russell Wilson, Jerry, Judy, um, just Latavius Murray, plenty to talk about today. The big, we're gonna talk about the biggest players that stepped out, uh, you know, came, uh, you know, were outstanding today and really shocked us, and or just whole takeaways in the game. But Jordan, how did you feel about this win? Obviously, uh, we both predicted the Broncos to win this game, but lot, lots is kind of surprising today. It's uh, really good to see, you know, Judy and uh, Russ balling out now that uh, hack fraud's gone. Man, bro, this is what I've been saying all year long. Russ isn't washed and tired. I know I don't care about the say just one game. Russ looked amazing today. Russ, that that looked like the guy we traded all them picks and players to get. He was insane today. I mean, some of those throws, I couldn't believe that he made. I mean, the sideline throws, the one to Judy, and I think the other one was to Judy too. I mean, it was just yeah. crazy. Then uh, the one of Sudden, he was, he was balling today. Russ was dealing. And I was just so happy it was against the Chargers because I'm going to just say this. It was just such a good feeling. I mean, the Chargers really went all out to try to beat us. I mean, it was personal. I mean, they had already clinched it. They played their guys. Yeah, like, what was they, the point? Yeah, like, I mean, they played their guys. Uh, Mike Williams still ended up going down. And they say, you know what? We're still going to play Herbert. We're still going to play Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen and Eckler. Eckler got that little Chargers record that he got. And they still took an L. So it was a perfect day. It was a great yeah. day. Russell Wilson balled out. Yeah, so happy, so happy. Um, Russell Wilson only 14 completions today, but he had 297 passing yards. That that's pretty crazy. He had obviously, like you said, the deep bounce to Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, are you kidding me? Five catches, 154 uh, receiving yards. Um, even had some uh, yards on the ground. I mean, he's the wide receiver one. He is the wide receiver one. Everybody that was saying trade Jerry Judy. I'm gonna keep on. I'm gonna keep on calling you out. Where are you at now? What What is it now? Oh, he, he's he's injured too much. Oh, this and that, dude. He missed two total games, and then also he missed two games where he left on like the first drive. That's four games he missed, and he was still like, I I'm pretty sure he was just a few yards, uh, like 15ish yards short of a, a thousand yards receiving the season. Dude, he is a baller. He is a superstar talent been saying this ever since the draft he is finally showing when he gets the right quarterback play the right call playing which by the way justin out and holy cow man we should have we you should have been calling the plays all along you know not nathaniel hack and not you know um whatever his name is uh the quarterback's coach um oh, kubiak yeah clint kubiak Holy cow, man. It's just dude it's so crazy to me that now that Hackett's gone all of a sudden Russ is balling like what is this was it really that bad? And even when he gave up the play calling duties, he still he still wasn't looking the best. And then as soon as Hackett leaves, it's like, boom, Russell Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson. Obviously, he had the bad interception today. Um, that's kind of a result of him, you know, not really being the tallest guy, seeing around his uh, the defenders and everything. But besides that, and the first half, first quarter was a little shaky. He only had 14 passing yards up until, he, he, you know, things started clicking for him, which that happens for, honestly, any other quarterback. But It was up until man, the last drive of the half. He only had, like, 40. It was, I think it was, like, 14 yards. And I was like, God, yeah. Russ, come on. Like, we got to get at least more than 14 yards like, and then that last off, drive. Yeah. 
Offensive line was was uh, doo doo to say the least, but um, there was some um, you know uh, off target throws. I'm not gonna lie, but man, once it clicked for Russ, holy cow! This was we saw vintage Russ today, man. He was balling that out. And Jordan, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give you your props on this. He was sitting in the pocket on these throws. He wasn't using his le- he, he used his legs on that one uh, 57 yard completion of Jerry Judy before the half ended, but he was sitting in the pocket and making these throws. So it's like. When he really does have a really good, you know, uh, you know, we re- rebuild this offensive line, he's going to be able to make these throws consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, and it just it goes to show what I've been saying all along. He ain't washed. I'm tired of people hating on hating on my boy Russ, man. Like they've been hating on him all year. It, it, it felt good, you know, especially today. You know, with all just happened with uh, Demar Hamlin, it's been a pretty sad week. Today mm-hmm. was just today was just it was so good, man. I, I love seeing this. I love seeing him win, especially against the Chargers. Let's go. That's all I got to say. Let's go, man. Yeah, and by the way, you know, great, great job by the Broncos before the game to um, the Broncos and the Chargers. Derwin James, uh, Russell Wilson, they went up to the Broncos logo midfield and um, obviously said a prayer. The The crowd was going crazy. It was it was a really beautiful thing to see, to be honest. Um, is You know, obviously they both wear number three, you know, uh, honoring DeMar Hamlin and, um, you know, show love for DeMar Hamlin this week. It's been, a, like you said, a really rough, rough week around the NFL, showing the love for DeMar Hamlin, guy who nearly lost his life on the field well he did technically twice and you know fighting fighting back to you know making recovery is a beautiful thing and it was great to see that today and then you know obviously number three for the broncos just ball out today second half was a sight to see talk about leaving the Broncos season off on a great note 31 to 28 against a team that really thought they could sit here and start their you know put out their starters there even though they got to see that they want they're in the playoffs like what what else are you playing for? And like you said, obviously it's a it's a per, it's a rival thing. It's a rival thing. And Brandon Staley really thought he could do this against his former team. Mm-mm. Hell no, buddy. Chargers, Mm-mm. what the fuck happened? Mm-mm. Yep. And what I did know was, um, I think I don't even think Asante got that many snaps today. And Bryce Callahan was out. When I saw that, I was like, okay, I kind of feel a little better about this game. And then I'm glad I was. Jerry Judy was just killing him, man. I mean, he's just. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The first, like, half of the season, I was like, man, I don't know what we're going to do with Jerry Judy. Like, I mean, I knew he was good. I was like, but I was like, maybe just Denver not the best fit. Like, because it wouldn't look like Denver was just the best fit for him. Wrong. Denver is a perfect fit for Jerry Judy. Should have had 1,000 yards. Yes. Yeah. I-, I can't wait for next season. But but what I will say is these boys went out there and they played. I don't know. I don't know where, where this came from. I don't know if it's the Sean Payton news or they were just trying to go out and show out for Rosberg or what it was. But they they came to play today. They came to play. Yeah. I'm so glad we didn't suffer the AFC West uh, sweep. Man, that would have hurt. But, man, it was so good to win this one today. Even, you know, for all the Broncos fans, we you should be happy about this one, leaving the, the season off on a positive note. Jerry Rosberg gets a W before he leaves. He, he's um, expected to go back into retirement. Jerry Rosberg, thank you. Thank you so much for everything you did these last few weeks. I mean, Nathaniel Hack is an absolute clown show. The dysfunctional uh, coaching staff. I don't know what he constructed here. Um, and the most surprising thing was, you know, obviously we expected Avero to be great. And he, by the way, he's going to get a head coach interview um, with these next few days or a virtual interview. Um, but Justin Allen was kind of a pleasant surprise. We were all, you know, you know, um, it's kind of that meme. It's like uh, um, the, the Shaq meme, you know, my apologies. I didn't, ex- I didn't, know, I didn't know your game or whatever. Um, and that's kind of my apology to Justin Allen. I really thought he was just sitting there on the sidelines playing Clash of Clans, Subway Surfers, whatever it is. And 
he did a really good job, man, these last few weeks. He really used Russell Wilson how he's supposed to be used. And it's it just like I was watching the game, and I see like these plays where Russell Wilson's showing a lot of success from the gun, and it's like not none of that was working under Hackett. And today, all, all of a sudden, it's working. Like it, it's kind of confusing. It's kind of confusing, but it, it worked today. No, I did. I mean, and I, I'll give him credit, too, because I'm not the biggest uh, album fan or, you know, I guess not everybody kind of likes him a little bit more. I mean, he. I mean, I, I give him his credit. He did a good job. He kind of played to Russ's strength. You kind of see Russ trying to get out the pocket as much, um, throwing the ball down the field, sideline throws. You know, I, I didn't see a lot of Russell Wilson throwing it kind of in the middle of the field today. It wasn't that much how it's kind of been all season that they've been trying to make him be. They played to Russ's strengths and Russ balled out. So I will mm -hmm. give him that. Dude, that throw where he rolls out, the offensive line collapses. He rolls out to his left, just delivers a freaking dime. Ooh, that shit was amazing. That is like that. That's one of Russ's best throws of his career. Like, are you kidding me? Not just Denver, one of his career. How does how do you make that throw? Man, I, I ain't gonna lie. I don't, I don't even know. I know. I just know when I saw it, I was screaming. I was like, Russ, man. That I mean, ooh, I that can't was wait. Beautiful. Yeah, sight but, to see. No, I will say, though, like, um, I think, you know, beginning of the season when they were kind of talking about um, him and Judy not having a lot of chemistry issues, it kind of, like, a part that I did forget was that in the offseason before the season started, you know, him and Judy, come to think of it, they didn't really have that much time that he had with, like, Tim Patrick and Corlin Sutton because, you remember, Judy had the arrest issue that he had. And then um, I think when they, like, that workout they had when Russ flew yeah, him all out of California, he wasn't there. And I, I forgot all about that. I went back and I was like, oh, shoot, Judy wasn't there. But as the season went along, him and Rush just start clicking, especially when Sutton went out. But yeah, next year, Judy's going to be wide receiver one, undisputed. He's wide receiver one. It shouldn't even be a question yeah. or anything like that. You, Tim Patrick or Cortland Sutton, wide receiver two. But Jerry Judy's the wide receiver one from here on out. Yeah. He needs to be the guy that they literally go into the offseason and design plays specifically for him. And Seven, eight targets a game. Yeah, build this receive this wide receiver playbook for him. I know Tim Patrick's a beast. Um, Cortland Sun, we kind of still have some lingering questions with him. Um, he's 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 gonna stay more than likely. Um, I don't think they trade him. Um, and then obviously, uh, there's uh Mike Cliss and other reporters in the Denver media saying the Broncos, if they're not gonna take offensive tackle in round one, they're gonna take wide receiver. So they need to add. They really want to add some uh, speed at the position. Obviously, KJ Hamler is uh, future is very uncertain here. Um, after this next year, he's more than like ninety nine percent chance not a Bronco unless he just has an insane season. But um, yeah, they want to add some speed at the receiving uh, receiver position to stretch the field and make things even easier for Jerry Judy and guys like Cortland Sun as well as a possession receiver. So really excited about that. The I feel like the the receiver receiver room has a very bright future going ahead. And by the way, speaking of a bright future. Look at this cornerback room. Damari Mathis balled out this season, was out today. Jaquan McMillan steps in, and what a damn game. We're going to give him his, his uh, props today. Undrafted rookie and just comes in and a few pass deflections, um, some great tackles, just physical corner. I love I loved the signing that they made, and today he got his first NFL start. And man, he he even had a pick, and the refs screwed him out screwed him out of it. That you could not, there was not enough to say that is not an interception. I don't care what you say, that was an interception. He got his his hands underneath it, and from any other camera angle, you can't really see what happened. So that's a pick. I don't understand what the officiating was there. He should have got his first career interception today. No, he should have, and I. 
I'll give Evero and you know the coaching staff credit for bringing him on. He should yeah. make the team next season or at least be on the preseason roster. Nah, he he played. He I give it to him because I mean, it looked like Denver Denver ran a lot of zone today, and Denver just seemed like they they didn't know what to do against Keenan Allen. But I will give him credit. You know, yeah. undrafted, he came in and. He came in. They told him, "Hey, look, man, you're gonna be cornerback two this week, cornerback three, whatever they outside." And he, I mean, he he did his he did he did a great job. I give it to him. Yeah, I give it. Yeah, to him. what a game. He had that uh, diving PBU against. Uh, it was I think it was Mike Williams or Keenan Allen down the field. That was beautiful. Like you look at a guy like that, a rookie, and say, "Wow!" Like you're expecting him to get beat. Like you know how OJ Mudia was, or um, uh, who was it? Uh, Isaac Yadam, Isaac Yadam, man, he got picked on a lot when he was rookie year. He was he was a tough watch for sure. That 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 is one player I do not miss. I'm not gonna lie, I do not miss Isaac Yadam. He used to have I can't believe screaming. We, I can't believe the Giants actually gave us a draft pick for him. It's hilarious. He's not even on the practice squad, I think now. So, um, but yeah, it seems like the the cornerback uh, drafting and you know um, free agent signings are heading in the heading in a different direction for the Broncos because we. Hit absolutely hit on PS2. That's no question. Damari Mathis so far is a major, um, you know, hit, uh, you know, bullseye. And now Jaquan McMillan just showed out, you know, against some really elite receivers today. So I'm really, really cool to see that today. Also, Justin Simmons in that secondary, two forced fumbles, seven takeaways in six games. Put some respect on his name. He's better best than Derwin James. Lee. Best safety in the league. Come on, I'm now. keep saying that's the best safety in the league, man. I mean, he, Seven takeaways and six he's a games. Turn, he's, he's a takeaway machine. That's what he's there for. Mm-hmm. But no, um, yeah, I mean, Justin Simmons, it's like you said, it's time, it's just time to put respect on his name at this point. I mean, what else can he do? I mean, he he's missed what he missed five games this year. I mean, he's taught the league in interceptions, two force fumbles today. I mean, he's just all over the field. It's time to put respect on his name. Let's just, I mean, I'll say it's out of him and Minka, whichever one you want to go, but it's he's definitely top two, and I'm putting him number one. Jerk, he's the best safety in the league. Yeah, I was watching DeAndre Carter take that long reception, you know, yards after catch. I was like, come on, someone get him, someone get him. And I um, see Justin Simmons <laughs> running over. I'm like, oh, he he's stripping that shit for sure. Boom, next thing you know, he fucking hits that shit right out. Charles Tillman style. I love, mm-hmm. I love that so much. Justin Simmons a beast. Yeah, and um, the guy's name is McMillan, right? Is that's his last name? Yeah. No, yeah, I will say I, I will give Denver credit. Denver has extreme luck with undrafted free agents. I don't know what it is, but overall in our franchise, we just have extreme luck with them and the I'm most in the excited. NFL, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited for next season. I still think we probably need to go sign a corner or probably yeah, drop sure. one in the mid late rounds, but nah, he, he definitely should be on the preseason roster. Yeah, corner is a position where you no matter no matter how many stars you have, you got to keep adding because um, one one injury goes, you know, one guy goes down with an injury, you could really find some some issues there that you didn't you know have a week of, uh, prior to that. So, yeah, corner is a position you really got to keep adding on to. Um, I really could see the Broncos honestly getting one in the mid rounds uh, or drafting a or I'm sorry signing a free agent. Um, but yeah, um, Kareem Jackson also the man he had a fumble recovery today. Um, I saw someone. Uh, I saw someone say that uh, I, I guess I missed one of these plays, but they said that he got burnt on one of the plays, whatever it was. But he had a pretty solid game today. Um, he was third on the on the Broncos team this year in tackles. Obviously, Alex Singleton led the team as a beast this year. Bring back Alex Singleton, please. He's a monster. Uh, but yeah, Kareem Jackson might have played his last game as a Bronco today. Um, big K Jack Flex Fridays. I'm gonna miss him, man. I really, 
I don't know if we're going to bring him back, but you, you know, he's been a fan for Avery. I've had the chance to talk to him a few times. Um, he, he's just an awesome guy, man. Like I got emotional after the game thinking about, you know, how this may have been his last game as a Bronco. He's just, he's one of those guys that he always interacted with the fan base more than any other, than any other Bronco. He always showed love uh, every single Friday, never missed the flex Friday um, post. He's just an awesome dude. Obviously KJAC TV as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm just hoping that, you know, offseason comes, we get a great head coach to come in and Evero vouches that we bring him back on some type of short-term deal. Because uh, the announcer said today that he said he wants to play two more years. He yeah. deserves he deserves to be on a contending team, and I just hope it's in Denver. I don't want him to go somewhere else, ball out, and or possibly be, be, be a backup. He deserves to be a starter in the league. And I'm, I'm, I really hope he can stay in Denver because, I mean, you look at in the past, you know, like, that's how Justin Simmons low-key became so good because he sat behind a great in T.J. Ward. T.J. Ward was a mentor to him and stuff like that. So I would love to bring him back, obviously, to come back and play and just be more of a mentor to Caden Stearns. It can't hurt anything. That's all I can say. Yeah, Darren Stewart, too. Those guys yeah, are yeah. big for Justin Simmons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I would Justin love Jackson to come back. Just love yeah. him. I just hope Caden Stearns can be healthy next year because I am so excited about Caden Stearns. Can, I'm so ecstatic for what he could do in, as a, in a Broncos uniform because that Colts game was a hell of a game to watch from him. And leading up to his injury, he had like the, the lowest passer rating in the NFL allowed. It was like a 3.6 passer rating allowed. Like, dude, are you kidding me? You throw his way. That shit, it's not going to be completed like 99.99% .99 of the time. So he's a beast. He just can't stay healthy. So. I really hope we can get this uh, turned around because we need us. We definitely need a starting strong safety uh, next year. Some upside that, that that position. Yeah, and speaking about his health, we need a new training staff immediately after. I, oh yeah, Tuesday or I Wednesday better, to Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday. I want to. I, I want to get that notification when I wake up. That, that whole staff is gone. I want all right. Somebody needs to report it because I'm telling you right. If we if we keep them going to next season. It's gonna be terrible, and I mean, I, I give the ownership the the ownership group this: if you're willing to spend how much they spent to redo the field for one game, four hundred k, four hundred k, apply <laughs> that same pressure to the training staff, a hundred percent of it. So yeah, yeah, use all that money to buy the the best possible training staff that you could get. Yeah, you, you took the words right from me. I was about to say, I better wake up tomorrow, first thing in the morning, see that notification from Schefter, <laughs> Rapport, Cliss. Lauren Landau yes. and everybody else in this damn coach, the training staff has been fired. Like, I need to see that. Like, I'm so tired of the injuries holding this team back. I need like one of those Melvin Gordon news alerts where you just look at your phone and just, just hack it. The hacking news, just pure happiness. I mean, come on, man. Like, it's, it's yeah. been going on too long. It, apply that saying. I mean, I, I will give the owners, I will give the Penner family and all them this. Man, they are, they, they are not playing at all. They want to win. They're about like, their business. They about their business, man. And I will say this: fire them, please, man. Fire them, please. Fire the training staff, just please. I'm so tired of these lower body injuries and all this with all these players, man. They they just can't stay healthy. Yeah. Hopefully, we do get that uh that um sigh of relief once we see that notification. I really don't see them keep re you know retaining this uh, training staff. Um, yeah, Latavius Murray, great game from him today. Um, he had a, 103 yards today on only 15 carries. That's like over six yards a carry. Um, he obviously had the touchdown as well. Um, and he was really effective in the receiving game today as well. So, 
really good game for him today. I think he 100% made his case to at least, at least be on the 90-man roster and compete for uh, the backup job next year. Yeah, I mean, I agree, unless some team snatches him up. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, he deserves it. I mean, today, I'm looking at right now, 15, 15 carries, 103 yards. He averaged seven yards a carry, and he had a touchdown. I mean, he I'm, at this point, he's pretty much, you know, made his spot known. I still think Denver needs to get kind of a receiving back. But, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to have him on the team, especially with Javante, you know, going to be coming back from, you know, he blew out his knee. So, I mean, I don't think it'll hurt. I don't think it's going to be – it's going to cost that much to bring him back. It's just kind of a um, low-risk, high-reward type of situation. Yeah, fabulous game today. I'm really uh, excited that, you know, I just saw on Twitter that Jerry Rosberg was awarded the uh, game ball today by uh, Broncos CEO Greg Penner. Love to see it. Um, I just can't – I can't say enough good things about Jerry Rosberg. The way he turned around this franchise in just um, two weeks nearly beat the, um, the, you know, supposedly best team in the NFL, the Chiefs. Um, and you know, nearly beat them, only lost by field goal. We really should have won that game. And then we come and beat the Chargers team, which, by the way, they had to eventually sit their starters because they basically gave up and knew that they were going to lose that game. Um, it was like if you were going to do that, you should have did it in the first place, uh, Brandon Staley. But you know, I, I honestly lost a lot of respect for him after today for sure. But um, you know, besides that, it's a guy that I do have a lot of respect for, Jerry Rosberg. What a what a hell of a game today. Um, I saw that Latavius Murray got a game ball as well. Um, the fact that he was, you know, poached off the Saints practice squad and came in here and just, um, you know, did really well serving, you know, giving this fan base some hope after Javante Williams tore his ACL and Melvin Gordon fumbled 37 times. Um, it, it was really good to see a running back that could come in and be a competent um, and not only competent, but just a really strong downhill, great tough runner um you know be a bell cow for us it was really cool to see that um it felt, it felt like this may be the first season um in a long time for the broncos where they didn't have a effective starter down the road but latavius murray got done even with a trash uh o-line down the stretch he didn't fumble did he this season i don't think he fumbled with us did he i i do not recall him fumbling so yeah, yeah that's, i mean that's pretty but yeah. amazing I agree with everything you just said. I can't really say anything uh, too much different. I mean, he did. He came in and exceeded expectations. I mean, mm -hmm. nobody. I mean, I knew when we got him, I was like, I, I actually like that pickup. But I wasn't expecting this, you know, these 100-yard games and the, just the consistency he had. I mean, the offensive line is just terrible. But he just found ways to push through and just bring home a few, a couple of games. I mean, I give him all the credit. He deserved. I mean, even if he goes somewhere else and gets a job, he he deserves it, man. That's all I got to say. Yeah. He deserves it. He yeah, all the, all the love in the world for Latavius Murray. Um, yeah, so obviously late in the game, um, Brandon Johnson uh, muffs the punt, um, and they recover it for the touchdown. It really gave, you know, the Broncos a lot of another scare um, at the end of the game where we thought, man, this is going to be another game where we have a solid lead and we just blow it at the end. Um, but today the Broncos defense actually did not uh, sell the game at the end. Um, you know, the defense has been incredible all season, but it feels like every time the offense finally puts together a great performance, the defense just can't put a, you know, put together a complimentary, you know, performance. Uh, Justin Simmons is only the re honestly the reason that we're not like on this podcast right now bashing the defense. He made those game changing plays that gave the Broncos the, the ball back. So, you know, we can talk about Justin Simmons all day long, but you know, at the end of the day, he is just a very contributive, effective, you know, 
player that you cannot replace on a defense. He is the MVP of the defense this year. Um, you know, he'd probably be tied with Pastor Tan. Um, those guys are just so, you know, co- you know, so important and vital to what this uh, defense does in the production on that side of the ball. Yeah, um, just to start off, I want to say whoever made the decision to put Brandon Johnson at punt returner, please don't ever make no decision like that again. I I didn't even know he was at punt returner. I mean, he just – but anyways, I mean, um, nah – I'll give the defense a little bit of pass, but you are right. It seems like every time, you know, Broncos somehow put up points, the defense just have, you know, they struggle. But I will give them this. I mean, it is the Chargers. It's a divisional mm-hmm. game. I mean, it's not the easiest task, plus all the injuries, you know, up front into the defensive line. I mean, it's Keenan Allen, you know, Austin Eckler, Gerald Everett, and Justin Herbert, Mike Williams. I mean, it's, it's a lot of guys, you know, to cover with an injured defense. So I'm not going to really just, you know, hurt them too much. But now Justin Simmons made – if it wasn't for Justin Simmons – we probably would have lost this game. I'm going to be honest. I I don't know. I don't know if we win this one, but I mean, the defense throughout the whole season, they played incredible, fantastic. I mean, it was a lot of one score games. It was a lot of games we should have won because they put us in position to, but I mean, next year, I'm just looking forward to it again. Consistency is key. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, just really, um, really happy with the defense all around this season. You know, look, the Chargers have a really good, really, really good defense. I'm sorry, uh, offense. Um, and <laughs> you got to specify because the run defense is awful. But um, their offense is an incredible unit, and so is the Chiefs, and those are the games that the Broncos did the worst in. So that is something to take into consideration. All around, the season is officially over today, so um, I I would give this defense like a, like an A this season. I mean, just – all around an incredible season. I am so happy with what we saw this uh, this year, and I am like deathly scared to um you know lose Ezio Avero uh, this upcoming off season. To be honest, yeah, no, I mean if I had to give them a grade, honestly, I'm giving them an A plus. I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, you look at the course throughout the season, how many one score games? I mean, in the beginning of the season, we San Francisco, we held them to 11 points, and not even a lot of that came from the offense. I mean. They only scored nine points, I think. But, I mean, you look throughout the whole season, outside, you know, you got the Raiders games. I mean, they got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro and those guys, Derek Carr. I mean, you got the Chiefs and the Chargers. Those are the only games that really killed us. I mean, what, the Rams, that was just – I don't know what that was. But, I mean, I thought it was just a great season. I mean, Patrick Sertan, he's a pro bowler. He played at an all-pro level. Justin Simmons played at an all-pro level. I mean, and just think about all the injuries we had throughout the season, losing Darby, Gregory was out most of the season, trading Bradley Chubb, and they just continue to go play at a high level. It's just, it's remarkable. I mean, Ezreal Evero, he deserves some type of an award, like within the Broncos organization for what he did this season, because if it wasn't for him and that defense, Broncos would have got blown out almost every single game, and we might be having a very different discussion about Russell Wilson. But I will say, just credit to that defense, man. I mean, mm-hmm. there's all, all the injuries, and they just kept going out there 16 points, allowing nine points, 12 points, Hell 17. Yeah. I mean, 20. I mean, it's just, I mean, you got defenses around. I mean, you look at um, San Francisco's defense, the Raiders put up points on them too. So it's not like, you know, Broncos just, it's the Raiders. I mean, come on now. There is no defense in the NFL that has suffered this much adversity this season and had to deal with this much BS on the offensive side of the ball. So you can't sit here and tell me this defense is not top three this year. It's they, weird. with the circumstances all you know included and you know taken into into account, they are by far a top three defense, arguably top two. I mean, incredible unit given what they've had to you know um, go up against. So. 
it, I'm just really, really impressed with what I've seen from that unit all year long. And Avera 1000% deserves to be a head coach. I don't think it'll be this year, but his time is definitely coming because the way he's, you know, turning around this unit and made this unit even better than what Vic Fangio was doing in three years. It, it's really impressive what we've seen. Um, I'm, I'm, I can't even say enough about this defense. I mean, yeah. And, and I'll say the, the biggest thing that stood out was, consistency i mean they stayed didn't matter who yeah. went down didn't matter you know what the game i mean who who we played it was just always consistency they kept us in games i mean in the office the office should have won us some games but i mean i mean the whole season was just i mean i i'm not gonna lie like i haven't seen our defense play this good since the since the, the year we won a super bowl and I'm, I'm not comparing them to that defense i'm just saying like we haven't played that good on that side of the ball since then i mean this year was just I mean, you go look at each game decided by like most of our games were decided by one possession or less. I mean, that's and we play some good teams, some some solid offensive teams. Mm -hmm. The games that stand out to me the most are the Colts game, the 49ers game and the Chargers game from earlier in the year. Those are all in the beginning of the year. Those games, you would watch the defense go out there on the field every drive, especially the Niners game, just three and out, three and out, three and out, pick, pick, pick. At the end of the game, just they're doing everything they could to help this team win. I, I, I've, been, I've never seen anything like it. Nah, man, they, I mean, it's crazy. It's insane. I'm looking at it now. You got the Tennessee game where they barely allowed anything. Um, the Ravens game, even though Lamar Jackson went down, they they didn't give up. I don't care what no one says. They they gave up three points the entire game until that last second drive where the Ravens finally punched it in. I mean, ten to nine. Ten to nine. On. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean the Forty ers The score we won that game eleven to ten. I mean the the Colt, the Chargers game was nineteen to sixteen in overtime. The Jets game, even though they had Zach Wilson, they only scored 16 points, and Broncos only put up nine. I mean, man, the, the, the defense – and a lot of that, I will say, Patrick Sertan, I mean, he's the best corner league. I mean, he's that, that's one side of the field you don't even have to worry about. And then through a lot of those games, we didn't even have Justin Simmons, Randy Gregor. It's just crazy, man. I, I, I yeah. can't believe we played this good. Stay consistent. Yeah, this for this Broncos Charger game really is the only game this year where the, the offense and the defense won the game. Justin Simmons, Russell Wilson, Latavius Murray, Jared Judy, those are those four guys right there are the reasons the Broncos won today. Um, outstanding performances. Um, really, you know, excited for what we're gonna see from them in the future. I really hope uh, you know, like we said, uh, bring we're bringing back Murray. Um but yeah, I'm really uh, happy the Broncos left the the season off on a positive note. Avoided the 13 losses, a franchise low. Um, they they get their fifth win of the season. But you know, all in all, despite the terrible result of a season it was, I'm really glad that they were able to stir past all the drama, all the media mockery, and all the all the um stuff that was put against Russell Wilson and this team, and really came out with their interim head coach and just poured it on. One, uh, one of the best secondaries in the league and, um, you know, literally made them sit their starters um, late in the game because they knew that they were, they were going to lose this game. That was just really cool to see. And um, all the adversity that they battled through this year, I really hope this is a learning season, a learning curve for not only Russell Wilson, but this entire Broncos organization. And uh, hopefully they can turn it around with uh, speaking of them, their next head coach hire. Um, so Sean Payton, we're going to go over Sean Payton for here for a minute. Uh, we got some really awesome news yesterday. The Broncos, Broncos have requested and received permission from the New Orleans Saints to interview Sean Payton for their vacant head coaching position. So excited. Um, they have not set up an interview yet, um, but Sean Payton has already spoke to uh, Greg Penner and the Broncos uh, ownership about 
um, you know, potentially becoming the next head coach and, you know, his vision and whatnot. So essentially it was like they already had an interview. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. I assume uh, there's not been an announced um, announced that they're, uh, you know, announced date that Sean Payne will be talking or having an official interview uh, virtually this upcoming week. But I'm sure we're going to find out probably tomorrow when it's going to happen. Um, so far, we know that Jim Harbaugh is going to be interviewed this upcoming week virtually, as well as um, Ezra Overo. So um, two locked in candidates. Um, Tom Pelissero and Adam Schefter, Ian Rapport, they keep uh, constantly reiterating that the Broncos are going to strike, you know, very ultra aggressive as the specific words that they're using. And I see sources uh, saying that the Broncos are going to wrap this thing up uh, a lot sooner than people think because they don't want these strong candidates to get away from them um, like they have in the past. Nah, man. I, and I, I mean, I completely, I, I, I just love this. I'm not going to lie because I was, I was just, I'm so glad we're not going the Dan Quinn route or anything of that. I mean, Sean yeah, Payton, yeah, I mean, Sean Payton would just be, I mean, it would just be amazing to get Sean Payton. And, you know, we, we talked about it last time. I'm giving up that first round pick to get Sean Payton. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I mean, I would love Jim Harbaugh. Don't get me wrong. If Sean Payton says I don't want to come to Denver, then it's Harbaugh. But I'm just, I'm just so glad that the ownership is taking accountability and they're being super aggressive to get these guys because it's something that we don't usually see from Denver when it comes to the coaching candidates, you know, them being this aggressive to, you know, try to go and get the right guy. But, I mean, having Sean Payton, I mean – He's worked with guys like this before, you know, like a guy like Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, who's kind of undersized. And, you know, everybody questioned their throwing ability and all that. I mean, he's it's it's kind of similar. And I will say this, you know, if Sean Payton wants to come back this year, we're we're probably the best spot. I mean, you could say Carolina, but no, it's Denver. I mean, I mean, it looks like Arizona's gonna fire Cliff Kingsbury, but he's not gonna go to Arizona with Kyler Murray just having tear, you know, tearing his ACL. Denver's the most ideal spot. You got Russell Wilson, you got a top three defense. I mean, you already got a zero Evero. I mean, it's just, I mean, writing's on the wall. It's it's really it's all up. To, it's looking like it's all up to Sean Payton on and what he wants to do. But I mean, it, it's just, I would love it. Yeah, we also got news that from my Ian Rapport that the Broncos and Saints are already in trade discussions. On um, the Saints have let them, uh, you know, let them know uh, that they'd want the first round pick. Um, and this leads me to uh, kind of talk about. Um, you know, whether or not it'll be the 2023 or 2024 first round pick. Um, so obviously, you know, me and you have talked about this a little bit off camera, but yeah, it's a really interesting situation. The Broncos are already, you know, it feels like they're all in on this guy. I mean, they're already in trade discussions. It's like, well, how much, how many more candidates will they really interview? Um, they really, they really seem to be high on uh, Sean Payton. So I'm excited. Obviously, I'm going to make it known. I've already made it known. I think we should trade the first for Sean Payton rather than hiring John, Jim Harbaugh. That's just personally my take. I feel like Jim Harbaugh at the NFL, or, I'm sorry, uh, Sean Payton at the NFL level would be a uh, much better fit for what Russell Wilson. Wilson is wanting to do. Um, Russell Wilson wants to be a pocket passer. Sean Payton literally came into, uh, you know, literally accepted Drew Brees in New Orleans and turned him into an elite pocket passer, an incredible pocket passer, an accurate pocket passer, one of the best of all time. I mean, this is exactly what Russell wants. I mean, Russell Wilson looking at that report last night had to have been drooling. I mean, he knows he knows he's not going to be getting the most out of him as Jim Harbaugh was. If Sean Payton steps into this team right now, I'm telling you, he is going to change everything. He, uh, Jim Harbaugh would as well. And, you know, you really can't go wrong with Jim Harbaugh, but you can. He, Sean Payton will be a very um, 
incredible option. He is not only going to work wonders for Russell Wilson, but this entire offense, this entire franchise is going to bring discipline. He's going to bring everything that this team needs. He's going to bring Super Bowl experience. I mean, he's a guy that knows how to take a team to the promised land, and he's only getting better. I assume him taking a year off the NFL even increases knowledge and his abilities as a coach. I mean, I'm I'm just really, you know, excited about the potential, you know, um, acquisition of uh, acquiring um, Sean Payton. I just think he is the perfect fit for what we what we need to do with Russell Wilson. You're, you're stuck with Russell Wilson. You traded all these picks. You might as well figure out how to how to revive his career and you know bring it back into playoff contention and eventually a Super uh, Super Bowl contention. Nah, man, I agree 100 percent what you said, and, and I think you got to look at it long term. I mean, you look at Jim Harbaugh; he's a great head coach. But I will say this: I mean, if you're looking way deep into the future, you know, who would you rather have? You know, going into you know the seasons, once once Russ decides to step away, if you don't have a replacement, you're gonna want that guy to have Sean Payton as his head coach to kind of. I mean, you look what Sean Payton did with Jameis last year. I mean, I'm not saying Jameis was perfect, but he was somewhat, you know, somewhat manageable. Um, but I will say, now Sean Payton. It would just be amazing. I mean, and not just even for Russ. Say, think about the guys around him. I mean, you see what he did with a guy like Michael Thomas. Imagine what he's gonna do with Jerry Judy. Imagine how he's gonna scheme things up for Jerry Judy. I mean, Alvin Kamara. You see, I mean, you see what he did with Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. You already got Javante Williams. I mean, he's. I mean, and I will give Sean Payton this. He loves to draft offensive linemen in those first rounds, and he he loves offensive linemen. I will give him that. Teron Armstead, Ryan Ramchick, and all those guys. I'm I'm so I, he's gonna change the culture. He's gonna like you said. He's everything you said. The culture, the experience. I mean, we you already got Russ. I mean, just and oof, and Sean Payton. Sean, Sean Payton is gonna be a guy that leads this team and leads Russell Wilson. He's gonna be a guy that Russell Wilson wants to wake up. 30 minutes earlier and get to, you know, quarterback meetings earlier because he knows Sean Payton is going to be hard on him in that room in this offense. He is a disciplined guy. He is someone that you follow when he says something, you know, he's, he means it. And you know that, you know, he, he always has the best intentions for the franchise. He is a guy that he has a first round pick tag on him for a reason. The, I mean, there's a reason for that. He's a, there's a reason that he's $5 million more expected, uh, you know, than Jim Harbaugh. He's expected a command over 25 million plus Jim Harbaugh is supposed to be north of 20 million. I mean, this is a guy that you absolutely have to, you know, trade for and get if he's available and wants to be the coach of your franchise. I mean, you, you look at the clips of him, you know, uh, you know, telling Colin Coward on his show how um, they can potentially, you know, fix Russ and what he would do yeah. differently. I'm um, talking about how he would uh, form like a, you know, an album of the best song lyrics for Russell Wilson. I thought that was a really good analogy. I mean, we're, we've been saying all year, do what Russ does best. And Hackett was so bad at that. And this is exactly what we need from uh, Sean Payton. I'm not sure that Jim Harbaugh, and I, you know, I think Jim Harbaugh is an incredible candidate. I'll be very happy if we got him, but I'm not sure Jim Harbaugh could jump right back into the NFL and be the best fit for uh, Russell Wilson. I'm not too sure on that. I'm very sure on that for Sean Payton, though. And this is exactly why I've said, I said it last week. Let me ask for you guys, the crowd that is sold on Sean Payton but is not sold on trading the first-round pick, is there an offensive tackle or a wide receiver or corner, whoever, whatever position you want, that can come in this franchise and immediately contribute to acquiring a Super Bowl ring immediately and long-term the same that Russell Wilson would, or I'm sorry, uh, Sean Payton would? Ask yourself that. Especially at pick 28, especially around pick 28, 29 and all that. I mean, it's not. And uh, I, I will say, 
I will say going back to that interview, you know, um, if like it's crazy because he said, you know, the the main thing he would do change things up every week, like you know, remain consistent but approach things differently. One thing that and they you know, never did that. Hackett just kept going with the same game plan. Just, yeah, Russ, you're just going to stand there. You're going to make some throws across the middle of the field. That's not Russ's game. And, you know, he talked about having, you know, focusing offense, you know, around those play-action boots, rolling to the outside, getting Russ involved in the run game. I mean, Sean Payton seems like he he's he's already been looking at it. I mean, earlier in the season, I think that the interview he talked about it really was um, the game going into the Colts week or after the Colts game. I can't really remember which around one it was, but – yeah, but if y'all listening, man, go and watch that. It's it's on Twitter and it's on YouTube. Sean Payton, I, I, man, him and Russ, dog, he because he's gonna figure it out. I mean, he's an offensive mastermind. I mean, you just look what he did with those Saints and all that. I mean, with Drew Brees, all the success they had. I mean, they got a Super Bowl. So yeah. I don't really for the people saying that he was such a a subpar coach and overrated coach with all the seven and nine seasons. I really do believe that the defenses and the whole team as a rosters were were pretty you know overrated at itself. Not Sean Payton. I believe it was a, the whole team. It's not just Sean Payton. I feel like he's getting too much criticism on that. I've seen some people say that. I really do believe that Sean Payton is the perfect fit for what we need here right now. I mean, this is a guy that can step in right away and be a guy that can turn this this team around just like that i mean yeah i mean if you look when they won the super bowl their defense was like what 31st or 30th in the in the league when they won the super bowl i mean it, it was until late in drew Brees' career when they had actually those top defenses but i mean throughout no all those bad seasons it's not like they had a lot i mean they had drew Brees and sean payton i mean they had a few good skill position players but their defenses were terrible i mean they were absolutely terrible man he comes here with that defense Russell Wilson and all them skilled players. I mean, and we're going to have picks. It doesn't matter if we're going to have them this year. Whatever picks we decide to trade, me personally, I think it's going to be uh, next year picks because I'm, gonna, I'm thinking the Saints are going to, you know, want a higher pick than 28, you know. So I, I think they're going to be looking into next year's picks. But I will say, I mean, he's going to come here. We still got a first. We're going to have third-round picks. It's, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, and people saying, you know, they how how much they loved the fact that Hackett was a players coach and, you know, a really good guy in the locker room, all the hugs and stuff. Sean Payton is that and more. You see the videos of them, you know, clinching the NFC South. He's in there doing the gritty and going crazy with Jameis Winston and the old days with Drew Brees. He's dancing in the locker room and they're doing the disco and stuff. Sean Payton's a, a savage, dude. I, I saw a clip on a TikTok the other day. Um, he They were talking about how um, – so – it was for Reggie Bush. They were going to draft. They they wanted to draft him. And um, I believe it was the Jets. Yeah, the Jets. The Jets wanted to draft him as well. And uh, they apparently his agent contacted Sean Payne and the Saints were like, they were, they were like, um, yeah, don't take it. Uh, don't take Reggie. We want We want to go to New York, make all the good money, whatnot. And he, he was like, uh, fuck no, that. fuck you. We're <laughs> fuck that. We're taking Reggie. And they, they took Reggie Bush and he had a, a incredible year. Or incredible career, so he's a savage, dude. Sean, how could you not love Sean Payton? He's exactly I mean, what you want for the locker room. Man, people can say what they want about Hackett being a player coach, the hugs and related to players. How does that relate to winning? It doesn't. <laughs> that 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 bro, you bro, you you could be the you, you could be a great guy, good guy, man. But at the end of the day, if you're not if you're not winning, all that can go out the window, really. I mean, Sean Payton, yeah, I mean, 
He, I mean, he's still a player's coach. I mean, it's not like, I mean, guys in New Orleans, they love playing for him. I mean, guys stuck around a long time, took massive pay cuts to play for Sean Payton. People come there to play for Sean Payton. That's another reason why I really hope we get him because if we get Sean Payton, a lot of guys are going to want to come to Denver in the offseason, free agents. They're going to Michael look, Thomas. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, they're going to they're going to want to come to Denver and they're going to want to play for him. I mean, and that's just something to, it, it, it's, just, it's a win-win on both sides, man. I don't care about that pick. I don't care about that pick. It's like Les Snead, man. Fuck them picks, man. Fuck them. <laughs> I want Sean Payton. So let, let, let's talk about that pick for a second. 2023, 2024. There's people saying that it might be um, they, they're going to want to, and I do believe that they're going to want to avoid um, this year's pick and try to get our 2024, assuming that will be worse than the 20th, 8th overall pick next year. Um, you know, I really do believe that we're going to have a, um, a lower or a higher technically pick than the 28th overall pick in 2024. Um, uh, so, you know, I don't believe that we'll finish with a better record than the Niners next season as, as they have this year, obviously. But um, what, what do you think? What do you, how, how do you think they're going to go about this? Do you think they're going to um, actually trade the first? Do you think they're going to kind of shock everyone and just trade maybe a third and a player, our third round pick and a player or what do you, how do you think that's going to go? I mean, well, I, I think the Saints know the value, and I think the Saints don't want to get robbed. I mean, because they still do own his rights, so I think they're going to stand on their first-round pick. I think if uh, Denver was smart, Denver would offer this year's pick if they were just, like, you know, smart. But Definitely. the Saints – yeah, but the Saints aren't going to do that. The Saints – if I mean, if the Saints are smart, they're going to want next year's pick, and they're going to want pretty much of all next year's pick. I, I think they'll probably say, like, a first next year, one of our thirds this year – and throw in some mid-round picks, you know, maybe let that be a fifth wow. or some fourths. I mean, it, it's gonna, I mean, it's gonna be a, probably one of the biggest trades we see. Like, it's gonna be a big trade. Plus, we got a Pam. I mean, but I would, it's gonna be worth it. It'll it's probably be, be the it. biggest, the biggest coach trade since John Gruden, most likely. Yeah, I mean, because John Gruden, yeah, yeah, the trade. And but I will say this: it's gonna his contract is gonna be similar to John Gruden too. His contract is gonna be massive. If he comes to Denver in the the ownership group, they're gonna pay him whatever, pretty much whatever he asks. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, yeah. They pocket change. Yeah, I mean, if, he if Sean ain't gonna be like, I want 27 million a year. They're gonna give it to him. They're be like, Oh okay. no, we'll give you 30. Yeah, we'll give you 30. Come on over here to Denver. <laughs> it's, I mean, oh, that I mean, that, it's a positive. But I will say, yeah, I'm gonna say next year's first. They're gonna add a couple picks this year, a couple picks next year. It, it's gonna probably be right. It's probably gonna be like four draft picks, a first, maybe two thirds, and a fifth or something like that. It's going to be something crazy. It's going to be something insane. Yeah. Sean Payne will be like, yeah, give me a uh, 27 million. And Greg Penner will be like, nah, double it and pass it on. Yep. And, it, and, and, and I will say we do that. The plus side of still having a guy like George Payton is George Payton's going to trade some of our players to get some of those picks back. Yeah. I mean, George Payton never fails to trade any of our uh, big players. So, uh, that's what that's why I kind of feel like uh Cortland Sutton or Garrett Bowles are gonna be the next guys out, to be honest. I feel like I, the, the writing's on the wall for them, maybe. I was I, I just don't see them getting rid of Cor. I mean, I will say Corland is gonna they're not gonna get rid of Tim Patrick, you know, just because he was injured. I think Corland Sutton's contract is is pretty big, you know, on the Broncos books, but I don't see them really getting rid of him that I, I I'll be surprised. I mean, unless a team is like We'll give you a second and a third, like a Von Miller type trade for him. Then I'll be like, okay, yeah, you, you can have Quill and Sutton. But I mean, if I have to see one guy that just falls out of there, it's probably gonna be KJ. Because um, mm -hmm. yeah, if the Broncos decide to trade up in the draft, I can see them using the pick we have, KJ, and some of the mid round picks to try to trade up there. 
But yeah, other than, I don't really see us. I'll be I'll be surprised we give up Cortland. It's gonna be like one of those Von Miller type things. You know how everybody's like, man, Broncos not trading Von Miller. Well, until the Rams call you and tell you, we'll give you a second and third year, uh, a second and a third round pick for a guy who's only got one year left. Then you're kind of like, all right, yeah, that yeah. that's kind of you, you got to take it. Yeah, that trade. That trade. Honestly, it's kind of crazy. But if we didn't make that trade, we probably wouldn't have Russell Wilson right now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy to think about. Yep. It feels like ever since I've all Miller trade, the Broncos have just gotten really greedy with trading and you know acquiring draft crap, acquiring draft capital. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's that's what George Payton does. He loves to trade. I give him that. He's a he loves to trade. Yeah. Who was it that uh, gave uh, Bulls the extension? Was it Elliot or Payton? Because uh, 20, 20, it was twenty twenty. He broke out, and it might have been Payton. I think it was George Payton. I think George Payton gave him the extension. Yeah, George Payne okay. gave me extension because John Elway. Yeah. It was the it was the off season. It might have been off season. We hired him. It might have been John actually. I have to check. I thought. I th- wait, I'm pretty sure Bulls got the extension midway through the season. Yeah, he. I'm pretty sure. Oh, he oh, did, oh like, it was midway know. through the season. Yeah, because he was balling out, and they're like, "Yeah, we got to give him his money because the market." Yeah, yeah, it probably was Peyton's uh, rookie season, right? It was December of 2020. Yeah, it was George Payton. Figured. Yeah. yeah, so I was gonna say if it was LA, then Peyton probably wouldn't hesitate to trade him, but um, that's kind of his guy, I guess you could say. But at the same time, it, it's technically LA's guy because he drafted him in the first round. But yeah, dang, you Jesus Christ, Garrett Bowles, you got paid 17 million this season, 14 million next year, and 16 million in 2024. I wouldn't be surprised yet if they don't. I'm pretty they're gonna go to him at, for a restructure, and if he doesn't, they're probably gonna get rid of him. I'm not gonna lie, and he's yeah. Yeah. The writing's kind of on the wall, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. And he broke his leg. Yeah. Which, uh, that's kind of a good way to end off the episode. Obviously, all the Sean Payton news. I'm um, talking about Garrett Bulls and some players who could potentially trade free agents. Um, on our next few episodes, I don't know what's going to be, but we're going to go ahead and talk about all the entire list of Broncos free agents and go one by one saying which ones we want back, uh, which ones we don't want back, why and why not making our case. It's going to be a fun episode. I've been waiting, honestly, for months to do that one. And then eventually we'll obviously go over the uh, available NFL free agents across the league and which guys we could potentially uh, you know, sign to uh, fill some holes before we uh, attack um, all of our draft content. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, Broncos finish off the the season with a dub. Really happy to see it. Hope all hope all you guys uh, were happy to see that because Broncos country definitely deserved that one. Um, it would have hurt uh, for it would probably would have stung all the way till next season if we didn't get a single uh, divisional win this year. But just like we said in the last episode, me and Jordan Broncos always get one against the Chargers and pulled off another one today. We get pulled off our best uh, game of the season. Um, some complimentary football today. It was really good to see Broncos put up their season and high in points. Russell Wilson has his best games of Bronco. Jerry Judy has his arguably his best games of Bronco. I mean, he put up 190 plus uh, total scrimmage yards today. So absolute beast. I mean, that's kind of that's like a running back kind of stat line. I mean, it's insane. Um, but yeah, great game um, today from the Broncos. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you're listening on uh, YouTube, make sure you hit the like, like button, uh, subscribe. Make sure you guys uh, check out the description, all the link, uh, links to our socials and whatnot. Um, make sure if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, podcast, you follow, leave a rating. Uh, let, let us know what you think about the podcast. Uh, turn on notifications so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. Uh, make sure uh, if you're on YouTube, once again, subscribe. If you guys enjoyed the episode, hit the like button. All the support is greatly appreciated. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Until the next episode, peace. Peace.